welcome to this episode of A Syllable of Recorded Time. I'm your host for this episode. My name is Stefan Funderburg. A little bit about me is that I'm coming from Youngstown, Ohio, um, where I got a, a degree in musical theater, my bachelor's degree from there. And I'm currently studying acting and education at Michigan State University, specializing in musical theater and community engagement. Um, for the, So for the topic of today's episode is sort of intertwined with my recent research, um, diving into community advancement, and essentially how can we make the world a better place through theater, the power of theater, right? Um, how can we fix issues within our society as universal as trust, empathy, and understanding, or as specific as imprisonment, poverty, and frankly, why young people aren't going to college anymore. <laughs> All about that. Now, our guest for today's episode, we have a very special guest. Welcome, everyone. Nathan McBurnett. Yay! I'm sure our viewers, are, our listeners at home are making a lot of noise for you, Nathan. Welcome, Nathan. Um, so, Nathan um, has studied at Purdue University getting a degree in anthropology and philosophy. He then went on to attend University of Michigan, where he got his master's in urban and original planning, and with a specialization in community and development. Nathan has built his professional career around community organization and development. He has worked as a nonprofit profit professional at a renter's rights educational organization, a labor organizer with the American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees, a full-time community-engaged researcher, and now works as an urban planner with local county government. Nathan's passion for community building has motivated him to organize multiple grassroots, place-based organizations across both Michigan and Indiana around issues of housing and public health. Thank you for joining us today, Nathan. Glad to be here. Thank you, Stefan. Nice. So I thought we would just start off with a broad and general question. Um, what do you think are the biggest issues in societies today? Maybe you could speak to um, some specific societies that you've lived in or have worked for or around. Um, that's a big question to tackle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll try to address societies because I think there's a lot that goes into that, but definitely in communities that I've lived in. Um, I think I found as an organizer, as a community member, um, that there are definitely issues with trust um, and coming together and community members being able to sort of step outside of ourselves, out of our, our personal interests or self-interests and work together towards common goals. Um, so I guess in the organizing field, we would call that collective action. It's hard. I found that it can be very hard for people to work collectively towards some common interest um, rather than sort of just working on their own to pursue kind of a more individual interest. Nice. Um, so one of the big issues you're sort of responding to is the togetherness or like the teamwork aspect of communities, would you say? Yeah, yeah. People being able to maybe trust each other enough um, to kind of come together and and work together as a team, as you said, um, to kind of build keep building that community that they're part of. What do you think causes that issue of people not to trust each other? 
Um, well, I guess maybe back to the society aspect. Um, I think generally speaking, um, within our cultural context, we live in a society that makes it hard to work collectively. Um, that kind of privileges a sense of individualism um, and kind of pigeonholes people into more individualistic ways of thinking. Um, whether that be by people being very invested in their careers, people being invested in their individualized hobbies. Um, I think all those sorts of things make it so that we focus more on um, ourselves as individuals than ourselves as part of a larger network um, or a more collective identity. Yes. Uh, I think, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I feel like to piggyback off of that in a way, there's a lot of people in society that are just, like you said, so focused on themselves. And it feels like we're just too busy to yeah. jump into society and sort of carry the weight of society, but then also paying my own bills. Yeah. And people may have like their own family members and things that they care about that they're trying to support as well. Yeah, and I like I guess to clarify, I don't think it's um like as each each of us as individuals, I don't think it's our fault that we act individual act that we act individually or maybe often um act to satisfy our own individual interests again i think it's more of a systemic is issue it's sort of a symptom of the society that we live in um to where it's, it's really hard to focus on anything other than paying our own bills going to our own job mm -hmm. focusing on our own family our own household something like that yeah i'm really happy you said that i think it's something to be said for like the way we view th work in america Versus, like, places where they have uh, longer lunch breaks during the day. If mm -hmm. you go to Italy, they would siesta time and everyone, everything's closed for hours. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas it's just, like, we sometimes get half an hour and then it's even then. It's, like, everything's still open and you're being rushed to get back to work. Exactly. Um, and that's just the society that we're all sort of pushed into, unfortunately. How, could, how do you think we could begin to build trust in a very general sense right now? How yeah. do we build trust within our communities? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I guess, you know, communities can be defined many different ways. Um, I guess, like, as an urban planner, I my initial conception of community is, is something that's geographically based, um, like people who live close to each other. Um, and those sorts of communities, I think, um, providing opportunities for people to interact with each other in different dimensions of their lives is part of what can build that trust. Just people becoming more familiar or socialized with each other through um, like recreational opportunities, through like participating in arts and culture, through coming together to um, around specific issues, like confronting specific issues within the community, or even just coming together around holidays or things like that. Just people having the opportunity to expose different dimensions of their lives to their neighbors and to those that live near them and then experience those same things in those neighbors and, and other people that live in their community. I think that sort of serves, from my understanding and my experience, I think that could serve as a great basis for that trust. Nice. Some of the things that we've been talking about um, being trust, empathy, understanding, it's like teamworking, teamwork, um, seem to be themes within building the communities back up. Mm -hmm. um, and sort of uniting them. And I can't help but see the instant parallels between theater within that and then specifically getting into, like, Shakespeare. And so I'm curious, when you think of Shakespeare, what do you think of? When I was 
first exposed to Shakespeare, which is also kind of maybe the last time I was exposed to Shakespeare, was in was in high school in my English class. We read um, Romeo and Juliet and Hamlet as pieces of literature as opposed to like things that were um, as a, as opposed to like production or performances. Um, and then theater in general, I was in a few productions in high school and I took theater 101 in college. So I have very little exposure to, um, or very little immersion in theater or in, in Shakespeare specifically. How do we keep the, how do we get the engagement from our communities? If with everyone being so separated, I feel like just jumping in, I would offer, sure we could put up like, oh, hey, let's put on a play. How do we get the people to be involved in the play? Or or if we're doing Macbeth, if we're doing Hamlet, something that should be timeless, which I think is one of the beautiful parts about Shakespeare, is that it can be something that we all can relate to. Oftentimes I think it isn't taught in our English classes to be relatable, unfortunately. I feel like a lot of people envision a lot of oftentimes white actors um speaking in like british dialects and whatnot mm-hmm. and so there's a to be or not to be that is the question but they don't realize that these can be stories that are about us today at any level um and that's why we see so many adaptations of shakespeare plays shakespeare in space shakespeare um and and certain time periods in the 20s and the 60s and 70s integrating like different wars that have happened vietnam war um you could take plays, you could be cavemen, you name it. Shakespeare travels so far. So what do you think are some ways that we could even just get people's interest in in these community-building um, groups? Um, I mean, just speaking as a community member myself, um, I mean, I've got to be interested. Mm-hmm. I've got to be genuinely interested in something if I want to participate. I know from, like, you know, as a as a community development professional from a theoretical or ideological standpoint, I know that participating in culture, participating in art, participating in um, government or governance, local government, that sort of stuff, I know that that is good and that that's things that community members should do. Um, But with my little knowledge of like Shakespeare, for instance, I don't know much about Shakespeare other than what you said, Mm -hmm. white people talking in British accents, and um, to be honest with you, language that mo- I mostly don't understand. Mm. I really don't know. Ugh, language is a huge barrier. Yeah, it, it is a barrier. So in that sense, it's not something that I myself initially fi- find myself interested in. And so I don't, since I don't have that interest and I don't see the relevance to my personal life, um, I'm not necessarily motivated to participate in it. So I guess it's about kind of how it's framed to me. Um, and if I don't see it as something that's accessible, um, or relevant to my own life, then I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's how a lot of us feel. And that contributes back to our, our mindset of societies. Because of society's pressures, everyone's sort of focused in on themselves. And that leads mm-hmm. to the, the downfall of our communities, unfortunately. Um, let's say we're putting on a play and let's just, let's just tackle one of the, one of the, some of the issues that we were discussing earlier, anywhere from trust, empathy, understanding, getting back into those. Um, let's say we do have our, we'll continue to elaborate on like how we can keep or develop that interest from people, but let's say 
what should we do to build empathy, trust, um, and um, understanding within these groups? I guess it's based on context, what the particular context is, like what we're building trust around, since there's different forms of trust that can be built. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust my financial advisor to like bake cookies for me or something like that. So um, I guess part of it is <laughs> part of it is what kind of trust that we're building, like what avenues of trust we're building, and around what. Um, but again, I think just providing opportunities within the community for people to expose themselves to one each other, to mm-hmm. one another, to, to develop a sense of transparency and to learn about one another that I think, um, to me, at least I know as a community member, when I get to know my neighbors more, um, I inherently begin to trust them more, trust them more with looking after my cat when I'm gone, <laughs> looking after my, after my yard just looking after my things or looking after my life different aspects of my life well um, or even just making sure no one's messing with your your home while you're away your neighbors because mm-hmm. they're they can be yeah. the best security guards um so if we have the community brought together they've all agreed they've signed papers we're having rehearsals um every weekday at six um we're doing a production of it could be any production, really. But let's, for right now, let's say we're doing Romeo and Juliet. Um, or, or actually, what's a Shakespeare piece that you have the most familiarity with? Romeo, Juliet, Macbeth, maybe? Probably Romeo. You and can Juliet. choose your favorite. Awesome. <laughs> no, it's great. Because that's what's important about this is because it's like the average community member doesn't have that information about Shakespeare. Right. And so it's like if we do The Tempest, they're going to be like, What's the Tempest? Or even Twelfth Night. Um, yeah. And so we need to, I think what's important is we need to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. Opposed to being like, that's some of the issues that I find with theater. Is that it feels like it's sort of stuck in the past and holds on to that. Rather than propelling itself into the future. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, how we keep it alive. Um, especially after these COVID times when people aren't going to see theater shows. Um, people aren't going to go see theater. People aren't leaving the home to watch um, to watch it, to audition for it. Um, and you have everything else from the language barriers and everything like that. It's a, so I would say theater needs our communities, like, like the community needs our theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially with Shakespeare, because we have that people talking down to them, especially when it's like at such a large level, we have everyone learning about Romeo and Juliet in English, but they're not really learning about the performance elements of it. Um, hmm. Or those hoity-toity things are being passed down from people who read about it but don't actually practice it or aren't paying their bills based on the audiences coming to see it. They get to more or less just discuss um, to be or not to be and why they think that is cool and um, from their English class. Yeah, that makes sense. If that makes sense. Let me get back on track. Back to my original question. So we are, we're doing a production of Romeo and Juliet. We've got, let's say we're going to, let's choose a community to bring together. Um, For right now, I'm just going to theorize. What I really love about this conversation is that my goal for it is for us to sort of bounce ideas off of each other and to sort of have a discussion because it's not, these aren't easily answered questions. And so if we don't, and um, if we don't solve world hunger or if we don't end racism today, that is, that's understandable, right? <laughs> Hopefully our audience agrees with that. No, they're at home just like, end racism tonight! <laughs> and so no, let's... 
<laughs> no one's wedding. You have half an hour to end racism. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Um, so Romeo and Juliet, and I want to center this in a predominantly African American community, where the um, where the uh, the police force doesn't there aren't. They're not African-Americans, predominantly in the police force. Um, Historically, there's been a big push and battle between black people and um, the police brutality with, like, um, the um, justice system in general. And so there's a lot of lack of trust on both sides. Sure. And so what are some of the things that we think are the most important and what can we get from that? And then how can I help you? theoretically, um, bring these communities together through, through theater and performance. It's okay if you don't know. <laughs> All right, let me restate it. Um, so we're doing Romeo and Juliet. What are some elements of, of theater? Maybe this is a question for me. Um, what are some elements of theater? <laughs> what are elements of theater that we could... Oh, yeah, let me write it down. What are elements of theater that um, could help bring this community together? Because I will say right off the top of the bat, um, maybe I'll just list some of the community building things and um, team working uh, uh, exercises and workshops throughout theater that we have that we can add to this. Yeah, if that sure. makes sense. So um, starting a production, you have everyone reading the material, which might not even be something that we could assume at this level. But um, bringing everyone together and I think talking about the world of the show um, Sort of like if there's any cool places where you're gonna sell it, let's set it right here in our every on their in their world. So maybe even incorporating like if there's grocery stores that they go to, incorporating that into it. Um, if there's like their housing, their neighborhoods that they're seeing, things like that nature, the schools we could even incorporate. Maybe Romeo and Juliet are their their high school students going to the same school, and their families are maybe maybe um, Juliet's coming from like a police father or something like that a, a, a like a potentially even like a blue lives matter situation um oh, wow. in the the police world and that's her world and then on the other side we have romeo who could just be african-american and his maybe his father or something that feels like that feels a little stereotypical but like um has family that has had issues with the police in the past yeah i mean like even just saying black men shot and killed and arrested um, because due to police brutality. So maybe there's no relationship to the prison system there other than like what they've seen in media. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's very specific. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I guess, um, I didn't, you know, again, as somebody who's not very well versed in theater and, um, doesn't know a whole lot about it, I guess I didn't realize the opportunity that there could be to kind of um, contextualize something like Romeo and Juliet within a particular community, like using different features of, of an actual community, um, as, as the setting. Yeah. I think that's the development of, of a production. So that definitely sounds like something very interesting and like particular, or potentially very constructive for community members to participate in and also to become interested in. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, for me, the question is almost, how do we get to that point? And then how do we not make it cheesy? Because yeah. um, I feel like it's really easy for people to be like, ah, it's just that, that community thing that, that's good, that gets on my nerves and I can't use the, the community center or, or I can't go to the park because they're having rehearsals or something that day. Mm-hmm. 
I think the its strongest um asset is is that part like seeing it is our seeing our seeing ourselves up on stage um that honesty and seeing ourselves learning from it both in like the positive aspects and negative aspects of it and then maybe it can make us stronger as we move on in our conversations or um how we relate to people in our within our communities um so then i think so personally, just going through the list, trust. If we start there, how can we build trust through a play? Um, the ensemble has to be there for each other. People are very... Uh, people are very... Uh, I'm going to say sensitive. In, in terms of like if we're performing a show in front of a live audience, and no one wants to be embarrassed, no, typically. Sure. Or no yeah. one wants to look bad, which is yeah. such, a, such a thing. And so... You have to be able there to be there to support your ensemble, right? If to support your ensemble, um, just having the the line after them, or just trusting that you'll make your entrance at times. Because okay. sometimes I've been in plays where an actor will come on late, and you have to just figure it out while you're out there. Yeah, my experience <laughs> with theater is being in high school productions where I forget my lines. <laughs> yeah, I, in, especially my I, in my theater one hundred and one in college, I skipped the final. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't memorize my lines. So yeah, just theater has given me a lot of anxiety in the past with the little exposure I've had. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that community members would probably feel the same thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not too much anxiety that they leave. But <laughs> <laughs> in this theory, they stay. They stay um, developing trust through one another. And then also, I mean, like when you're really acting the scene, your scene partner controls a large part of it with yeah. you. Like you need, you're trusting them to give you the energy that you need to give back. To then go and do this large soliloquy where like Romeo kills himself in the end, sure. or with or or same with Juliet, and how you navigate those route, roles and routes throughout the show. So I guess let me let me pose this question back to you Ooh. as a community member. Um, again, being a, com- a member of a community myself, I'm thinking of like a potential Romeo and Juliet production, community based production in my own community. Um, you're framing it as a way of building trust. Why, sh- why should I build trust with my neighbors through this production as opposed to some other event in the community? Like, why not go to something, like, just go to a community event where I'm going to eat food and, like, listen to music and that kind of stuff. Something that's lower stakes where I'm still going to interact with other members of the community and where I could potentially build trust. Like, why, why, theater, why does theater have to be the center? I think it's a beautiful blend of of work uh of yeah of work and community and, and play it's i think it's a beautiful blend of 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 play of play and work and so we have like even if you just have your actors um their downtime from rehearsal that's a good time to relax and it, it just like talk to your castmates and as you said like just being around each other mm-hmm. i think because it's so it puts you in such a vulnerable position. It makes you relax more around the people that you're with. Mm-hmm. Um, you see other people struggling with certain things, makes you want to help them. Um, you see other people, and then when they succeed in it, it makes you more excited for them and more happy for your neighbors who you might not necessarily have known. It's so human at the core. I think that's what the strength of it is. Is that it is. Um, it's just. It's just people sharing who they are. And the more vulnerable, the more open, the more specific 
um, to who, who they are, the more parts of themselves that they show like that, I think the more we see ourselves in it. Yeah. And it becomes um, where, and it becomes sort of like I get to see myself in you on the stage um, and vice versa. And it unites us more like that. I would say it sort of uh, forces, sometimes I think we, we, we need to be forced to get out of our comfort zones. And so by doing that, I think it, it pushes us to become closer with one another in ways that we wouldn't have before. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I definitely agree that, you know, we need, as people, getting out of our comfort zones is a constructive experience. But framing this to community members, telling community members that they need to get out of their comfort zone in order to build trust with one another, is that an appropriate framing? Telling them that they need to get out of their comfort zone, is. do you think that that would be a motivating enough proposition to get people in? to be involved with, with a community theater production? Yeah, I think it depends on the the, the narrative and the, like the context of it. Because I think regardless if we realize it or not, people are in different communities and different, um, yeah, in different communities, people are hurting at different levels. Where mm-hmm. it's like, if you have a, a community that is being heavily targeted by the police, it's like, they might they already feel they know already like it's sort of like why are the police imprisoning us why are the police killing us what are some ways that we can be protected and feel safe mm-hmm. um that being one of the more extreme things that is happening like right now versus just a community that isn't well well um well combined and working together Whereas that one might just be like, well, I'm fine on my own. I think there's a beauty that happens within us um, just talking and meeting up and expressing um, our our differences and making the world a better place. So just sharing my expertise with your expertise. I think stuff like that is how we get to the next level and make the world um, stronger. And we become uh, more knowledgeable because of that, both yeah. of us, and then like what we can pass on to the next generation too. Yeah. So I don't know if we've solved anything yet, but... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, all of this, again, in theory, sounds great. But, again, I think it comes down to how, how, how do we communicate this to members of a community Mm -hmm. who come from vastly different backgrounds, Mm -hmm. um, different relationships with institutions of education... As you said, the police, um, other other different aspects of life, people who who come from just very different mindsets. How how are we able to frame theater, um, and especially Shakespeare, in a way that that speaks to everybody's sensibilities? Because mm-hmm. some people may not be honestly. I mean, based on my experience, as an as an organizer. As somebody who went door to door, knocking doors and trying to get, trying to organize people around a common cause. I mean, when you have somebody, this wasn't my experience, but in my colleague's experience, when someone enters the, do- uh, the door with a gun pointed to your head, that person doesn't l- seem like they're really trying to get vulnerable. <laughs> so how, how are we able to navigate those kinds of dynamics in a community? Because a community is not pretty. Communities right. are very messy. 
Um, so how do how do we navigate that messiness in a way that gets people involved with something like community theater, something that they may not have had a lot of past exposure to, or may not really be very comfortable with initially? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. That's such a big question. Um, how do we make people get comfortable when they're not comfortable, essentially? Yeah. <sighs> That's what's tough because people aren't going to come out to it. I I think if we connect it to their needs more, if we make mm-hmm. this, and that's exactly it. <laughs> we pay people to do community theater. Um, or even making it sort of like if people, what is that need of that community? And we attach it to that, I think. Yeah. Um, and this is just off the top of my head. But like if it is like, if there's issues with, people not being able to afford meals in a certain area, then we could give them along with this theater program. Cause Shakespeare's free. It's free to, it's free like to get the rights for it. And so if we're then giving people food at the rehearsals, we're providing a show where there's free food too, where they get to watch um, and enjoy and eat. And also to some level um, communicate with each other in the audience, even during the show, before the show, after the show, that's negotiable for me. Mm-hmm. People disagree, but that's negotiable for me. Um, and so, yeah, it's discovering what that specific need is for that 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 community. I keep saying that a lot, mm-hmm. but um, discovering what they need and using theater to give it to them, right? Yeah. To simplify it. Yeah, I think that that's, that's a compelling line of thinking is in some ways, I think community building, especially around a particular activity or cause, in this case, theater, could start more fundamentally with other things related to Mm -hmm. community needs. Or, I mean, like, if it's in response to, like, if we're going back to 2020, like, George Floyd, and it's, like, a Black Lives Matter movement, it's, and, and people are like, stop killing us, what can we do to get more, to get seen in this? I think theater, music, um and we can use Shakespeare to do this, is convey things that we can't with our words. And it's almost like uh, if you don't hear me or see me by myself, hopefully you can see this community of people brought together by this by this thing, this commonality. And yeah. so if we were to leave, because we kind of did leave Romeo and Juliet, but like if we were to unite something and to create this art... Um, and then take it, maybe it leaves, it, we started in this community, but then we, maybe we take it somewhere else where there are people that don't look like us and then express that to them there. Maybe that can be a way of getting dialogue started. Because I think that's the thing, is that it's like, literally, I don't... It just starts the, the dialogue, it starts the conversation. Literally, I don't think it's like, just by watching my production of, of Romeo and Juliet, it's just like, it's fixed. Right. I think that may... That can change the way people think, yeah. which is, I think, the end all, which I think is what's important about it. But um, getting that, that ball rolling that then becomes, now it's like we're getting legislation, like now we're getting laws changed and things implemented that weren't, that weren't before. Now I'm able to see that my, my neighbor down the block, three houses from me is starving and I can do something and I have an inability to help that. Or yeah. even if it's just like... Um, 
our community is extremely um, affected by global like global warming, global change and things of that nature and getting us to like take shorter showers. Maybe we can make things that are that speak to that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the part of that that's, that's speaking to me, what you're saying is using theater, something like Romeo and Juliet, whatever it may be, as a means to these other kinds of issues mm-hmm. that could potentially be resolved by people coming together and being vulnerable and learning about each other. I just wish from my perspective, I mean, yes, I think it's convincing that within the context of theater or production, you can really learn about the people that are in that production in a different way than you can mm-hmm. through other types of activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can you can create a bond through that. I just, I feel like, you know, based on my own experience as a community member and my own experience working with communities, it's hard to communicate that convincingly without no. showing them that uh, yeah. first. Yeah. I mean, it's I. It's hard for me to. I, I need to see proof of concept. I need to see it happening right in front of me before I'm able to invest myself in that same process mm-hmm. and trust that I'm going to get these sorts of results. Yeah, potentially it could be even um, a touring a touring company, and this touring group of people then go teach people how to put on a show. Um, and so with that, I guess you could have, if I'm breaking it down bare bones, it's like you'd have like a, a director for the actors, you'd have like a, 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 some sort of a designer or technical director to pe- teach people how um, to do basic stuff for like costuming, lights, and um, like sound and things of that nature. Um, and then like maybe even some person for like advertisement to get people to come see the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we've done it. We've <laughs> at least cured world hunger by this conversation, I'm right? I think so too. I'm gonna join my local production of Romeo and Juliet. Great. As soon as possible. Yeah, I could see you'd be great, Juliet. <laughs> I thought I would too. Awesome. Thank you all so much for listening to us. Um, this has been Nathan McBurnett. Thank you so much, Nathan, for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Stefan. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, my name is Stefan Funderberg. Thank you all so much. Thank you for listening to the Syllable of Recorded Time. For more information about this program and other exciting events, please visit Michigan State University's Department of Theater at theater.msu.edu. Bye-bye.